Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tallest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. Keep the music flowing. We'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Consequence Podcast Network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network Thanks as always for making your way here and checking out the series Please do hit that subscribe button Uh, That way you can keep up with all the interviews that I put out every single week It's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday Making that a great way to keep up with your favorite artists And discover some new ones All the usual spots like iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org YouTube for the video versions or anywhere you get your podcast from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. And that's me, Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest is Noah Cyrus. We're going to be uh, digging into her debut album, The Hardest Parts, uh, talking about making an album of goodbyes, telling her story of addiction, mental health, and recovery, and duetting with her dad, Billy Ray Cyrus. And speaking of guests, Noah's also going to get into what it was like to write and sing with her musical hero, Def Cab for Cuties, Ben Gibbard, and LP as well. She wrote with LP and how she was able to live out what she says, her Legend of Zelda dreams with the uh, album artwork. So uh, let's get into this. We're talking the hardest parts. It's Kyle Meredith with Noah Cyrus. Hi. We had a very exciting start to our interview. Very exciting. You've got uh, you've got your pup around, and uh, and he's already showing what he thinks of me. So. Yeah, yeah. He threw up on the couch right as soon as you came on. <laughs> I won't take it personally. That's all right. No, it wasn't anything personal at all. I literally, I mean, we were just saying like there was no, there was no warning. Like Mama would throw up at all. He just yeah. Said, blah blah. Yeah, and then I spilled. Um, these, I'm actually not even going to lie to you. These are some tear stains. There were tears before this interview. Oh, no. I, I know. I know. I have some tear stains. Um, I 
I'm just like a little anxious. I'm like a little homesick. I have another dog at, at home and uh, he was having a hard time this morning with something. So I've just been a little like stressed out and like um, I'm, I'm like halfway into tour and we have like a seven day run, like just show mm -hmm. after show. So a little worn down. So these are some tear stains on, on the sweater. Well, that's probably not helpful on the subject at hand because uh, as we talk about this, what is really a, a beautiful record and it's a powerful and it's in times intense record. You know, if you're, if I think if you're already in this mindset, I'm probably not going to make it better by the questions I'm asking uh, this time around. <laughs> that's Mookie cleaning the, the vomit. Yeah. <laughs> Doing my, my best manager duties. <laughs> that's full service right there. That really is. Glamorous job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, this is such a beautiful record. So let me throw the compliments at you. I, I mean, I, I know the praise you've been getting uh, is all around, but just to add me to that, because it really is incredible. Thank you so much. I, I do appreciate that. Really. Yeah. I will say, you know, here you are talking about being homesick and and maybe this falls into it because when I heard this, the way I interpret it anyway, is it, it really does feel like an album of goodbyes, uh, goodbyes to specific people, goodbyes to versions of yourself. Uh, you know, I, I, I should just throw the broad question up. What did you want to say with this album? Well, I think that was a really good way of put it, putting it. It is kind of an album of goodbyes, but, you know, also really moving forward um, and into you know it with Loretta's song it really leads you into a more hopeful place um which is where I'm at in life um at this current moment I'm extremely hopeful where in the beginning you know with this album I feel like it's it's almost an autobiography this album you know it's so um it's like the inner dialogue of my head so I think really just you know telling my story of who I am and and where I'm at and and what I've been through. I think, you know, I I've been an artist for 6 7 years now and I've had a really close relationship with my fans, but I also felt like there was so many pieces that that they weren't that they didn't know about and so much of my life that, you know, they didn't know about and so much that I was kind of hiding in shamefulness, you know. Um and so to be able to tell my truth and 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 be honest with my listeners and and give myself not only myself the 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 outlet for those emotions but also my listeners yeah well it's done in such a poetic way i mean right from the beginning you drop a bomb with that opening line you know when i turned 20 i was overcome with the thought that i might not turn 21 like that's what we that's what we hear right away like and that's heavy and it's so beautiful at the same time and, and and emotions are complex we are complex human beings but how did you want that to set up the record because that says a lot in a little yeah it does you know i actually we started the very first song we started on the record was stand still like production wise um mike had heard that song whenever we met i played it for him i said we just wrote this the other day um, I think it has to be on the album and we were like let's start with this one because it just seemed like the perfect beginning for the album because I did I knew I knew a lot of the songs were touching on on loss uh, and in life 
and also in relationships and um it touched a lot on my addiction and also my partner at the time's addiction um so i knew i knew setting up with that line um also i wanted people who weren't gonna go and listen to the whole album in order how i like planned i i, I assumed that they would maybe start with that first song and that it would maybe grab grab some attention and and want them to keep listening through the sequencing of that album because it does tell a story and there's such a journey in that album so i was hoping if you if you know i wrote i wrote very linearly i wrote from you know start middle end i don't really work from the middle and like fill in i i it's hard for me so i wanted the album to be perceived that way i wanted i wanted it to have a start and a finish and you were talking about, you know, with the Loretta song uh, being there at the end, but with the deluxe edition, with this new edition, we already get the uh, the version where, you know, you have another version of Standstill then, and it's it's with your dad, and he it's it's now a duet. How does that work as a reprise? I mean, does that give that song a chance to say something different when you have a second voice like that? You know, I think my dad and I are just so similar. Um and we go through a lot of the same things. I feel like my dad, when I look at him, I see a mirror. And when he looks at me, I think he can see that mirror as well. So, you know, I think to go and 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 talk about that together, you know, where my dad's my dad's not ever really spoken about, you know, uh I think where he's at mentally and 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 you know, some of those struggles that I think, you know, a lot of people um now that the conversations more of an open conversation to have are struggling with and also you know so many artists uh that also that you know artists that i love and look up to that also i know you know struggle with depression or anxiety so i think you know hearing that side from my dad um it's just a new new perspective you know that his fans are hearing from his his mind and um i was really grateful to share such a this saying in our family stand still stems from stem down from my great grandfather Eldon Lindsay on my dad's side so generationally speaking it was it was really cool to have the two generations from my dad's side me and him singing of his dad and his grandfather um so it was a really cool dynamic for that song but I think you know I don't think it gave it like a different, um, like, you know what I think about it is like, sometimes when you have a second version, you have a different spin on it a little bit. Like, you know, the, the other person writes their verse and like, it's from their perspective, but a lot of my dad and I's perspective is the same. So it was interesting because you would hear his, you hear his new second verse and it's kind of new, but it's very similar to my original second verse because what we've gone through in our lives were just so similar. Mine was touching on sobriety and you know, uh, my dad's second verse, we stay a little bit more in the, the self-isolation and anxiety and depression and paranoia. That's something my dad and I really relate on. Well, it is sort of, um, you know, a, a great encore uh, on the album. I think that's the word I was looking for, you know, especially when you, you do get so much family stuff and wrapped up in Loretta's song and that beautiful and just kind of wrap it up like that. Um, it really is. I, I, I don't want to overuse the word, but it is powerful when those moments happen all throughout this. Yeah, I think it's a very like, I use the word sensitive, like there's, I feel like there's a lot of sensitive topics on there. And 
heavy is is a really good word it is it's a heavy really sensitive album that i think you kind of if you're not prepared i think it's a bit jarring those first words and we'll be right back right after this shout out to uh, astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples uh, I, I live in kentucky in the midwest and allergies yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice. It affects my mood. It affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24 hour over the counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Noah Cyrus. Um, you know, and one of the more fun things that I know you've talked about, and we share this in common, is that uh, not that I've ever been able to duet with him, but another one of the duets is with Ben Gibbard, who I do agree is one of the greatest songwriters of all time. Of all time, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Death Cab is one of the great ones. What's your relationship? How did you get hooked up with uh, with Ben? So I, uh, I re- I just, I asked my manager, you know, we were talking about features for the album, and I didn't really, I didn't. I didn't want to just add somebody because it would it would bring along streams that what or listens that wasn't like that's not what this album is and that's not like what i want for my music at all and i i I know if i was going to have someone feature on this album i would want it to be somebody who inspired me and someone who helped inspire this album that didn't even know that they inspired this album and I'm just such a fan of Ben and and 
every project he touches turns to gold, whether, you know, it's a side project or a death cab or his own personal projects. Like I just, I think he's amazing. <laughs> and I, and I looked at Mookie, my manager, and I was like, do you know Ben Gibbard's manager? Like, do you think you would reach out to him and see if he would want to write with me or like do a song together? And so Mookie, you know, knew his manager and um, they just started going back and forth a bit about getting a time where I could fly out to Seattle and us write together. And so I think I flew out the next week or two. And from the moment we met, you know, it was Ben's, one of Ben's like first times doing a co-writing session. He was like, I don't really, I don't really do this. I've never really done this. So like, you know, we were both just like, didn't know the other person's process at all, you know? And um, we started with with another song that just myself is singing and uh, we got about halfway through it. And, you know, we were just getting to know each other the first couple of days, like write a little bit, hang out a little bit. I was so um, in awe to be next to him and and witnessing him create and play guitar and write songs, something that like, you know, you would people you dream about doing with with mm -hmm. your idols or somebody that you look up to. This is really like a once in a lifetime thing. And so I was really just trying to soak that up and 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 learn and witness his just creative genius. And uh, um, he's so amazing. And so, yeah, no, then the I think it was like our we had like a last day and a half together and and I worked up the courage to ask him if he wanted to maybe write a duet together. And I was so nervous that he would say no. And I would just have to be like, oh, OK, yeah, <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, he. It, the set, he 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 was so down and open to working on something together and you know he brought out his guitar and from the moment we sat down to start working on that song the songwriting uh came quite seamlessly and it was really just us firing back and forth you know on a couch together line by line um and there's very those are very rare moments in songwriting where you just you know write a song within those 20 30 minutes right. that started um so it was a really really cool experience and and something that i you definitely like only get once and so um no ben is amazing we actually were both just playing acl on the same day this last week and uh we both weren't able to make each other's sets and he's now playing the greek death cab's playing the greek on friday and i'm gone and i've never seen death cab live oh. i've never seen ben play live ever um and that's such a i would love to i would love to do that so i'm really bummed that i'm missing out on his la show too they create such a mood live. And I've said a lot of times, I mean, Transatlantic Ism is like one of the greatest albums of all time, and they've got plenty of those. So I, I, it is, it's, and it's a great duet. And, you know, I could go down the list here because you do, you work, you've worked, also worked with LP and Dan Wilson. I mean, two other songwriters that, you know, I respect so much. And when you're working on this type of music, I mean, when, you know, you have these moments personal is sometimes overused, but I really think this is one of those records where it really does feel like personal, you know, to, to get to that emotional core with someone else. I mean, do you, do you enjoy that process? I do. I'm a people person. So I really like, I really like deep, real connections. 
and I'm not like that with everybody. Like I don't just have multiple people that I feel I can connect on that level. So I think that's why I'm also like working with a lot of the same people um, as of recently. And and I do, I, I love I love being open with people and I love getting to that deeper conversation with people. And I, and I like, and I like us, I like, I like getting to know other people and, and what they've been through. And, you know, LP and I really relate on a lot of, um, on a lot of stuff with, with our relationships and, uh, that lover, I just want to love her. It came really quickly too. And Nate Campany came in the studio with us and Tommy English and, and he heard this on the piano when he was home. And I was like, man, that piano is so Dolly. It's so cool. It reminds me of Dolly. And I was like, we've got to get on that. So we just started writing and that came so quickly too. And Tommy English and I had been working together since I was 16 years old. So to finally have songs out with him and working with PJ, PJ Harding, my, uh, we're writing partners. We have a side project together and mm -hmm. um, our relationship is like something I've just not found with any other human being on this planet. And he's just such a great friend to me. And I'm so grateful for him and our relationship and our writing relationship and so it's really this album's like made with so much love. There's a lot of like, yes, it's very heavy and sensitive and it, and it hurts a lot. It, it was kind of a painful process, but the love behind it, you know, is there. There's so much love. That comes through. It does. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to quickly ask about, um, you know, on the visual side of this, you you have these pieces and it, it shows up with a touring poster and the artwork and everything but you, and, and it's you in the white dress and you have the knife in some of the photos does that work as well as a, as a representation in into the album do you see it that way i do i also see that as me living out my legend of zelda dreams uh no i do i literally we're right now we're actually working on my um on my like live show intro and I was like you guys need to walk on stage to like the legend of, like to Zelda's lullaby or Sheik's theme or something sick so actually awesome. when when putting together my album visual inspirations I had a lot of of Zelda on there like I made a Dropbox link right with with mm -hmm. all my visual references my man my other manager's over here going like because mm -hmm. I send it to them <laughs> and everybody's like do you have other references besides Zelda so do you I, need other references I, exactly it was just different Zelda references from different games and outfits and everything but I mean I I working with actual objects i've been working with them on the visual side for this entire record and everything you know with i burned la down in particular after writing that song and and producing it when producing it i really what i saw in my head with with mike was me riding out of those flames away from the fire and and the horse galloping and so when we were producing that and, and having Chris Bond record his drums, Chris Bond's an incredible drummer. I'm such a huge fan. He's played with Ben Howard and uh, a lot of the records of Ben's that are like my absolute favorite, both Mike and Chris Bond have been a part of. And so having Chris Bond play the drums on that, I burned LA down, I was so excited. So we, you know, the only thing we told him was to kind of get that 
that gallop with the drums and that's that that's where that's what kind of got that dun 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 was me telling mike i want i want to give the listeners the vision of me riding away from this flame the flames and fire with 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 constantine the horse that the white horse represents i i lost my horse who was my best friend uh when i was 16 years old i rode horses every single day except for monday because that was the day the barn was like closed and we would go and just hand walk the horses and so i dedicated so much of my life to riding and and when i lost constantine i i almost lost a lot of my courage for riding horses i almost got like afraid because we were just such a team so to bring that back into my music and uh honor him you know because he gave me a lot of my courage uh and i feel like this album took a lot of courage and i really needed him in there i've been i've been honestly i've been incorporating the same gray horse her name is moonstone who who plays my horse constantine in my music videos she's she's been a part of my music videos since i got so high i saw jesus i've been riding the same horse yeah. if you see that same if you see the gray horse in my music videos it's moonstone what a great beautifully hidden tributes kind of a, a, all yeah. in there though that's Oh, I love it. And all I got all of that just from a question about a dress too and Zelda. Yeah, that's... sorry. And I yeah, sorry. <laughs> I literally no, that's great. <laughs> I literally was saying yesterday, I hope when I do interviews, I answer people's question because I just like always go on to something else because one thing will make me think about another. I mean, that's... as a fan and an interviewer, that's exactly what I hope for. So, okay, you great, know, great. Keep... <laughs> <laughs> um, the white dress, actually, some something really cool about that white dress in my album cover. It's actually Claire Farron, uh, who is one half of Actual Objects. They're married, mm -hmm. Claire Farron. That's her wedding dress, made by Maureen Sayre. Um, and I saw, I, I, I saw the photos of their wedding, and I asked her because I just, I, I that, I knew that that would be what I needed to wear in the album cover. Um, I feel like this album is so transitional. You talk, I talk a lot about life going into death and, and that transition. I felt like that white outfit kind of gave this clean new slate and new body and, and new um, way of life. And this album was so transitional. So I thought that that I felt that that outfit and, and her, her beautiful dress was perfect. That's an added depth that I, makes me love this all even more. It really does. Yeah. Um, Noah, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about it. And seriously, congratulations on this album. And, and hearing you talk about it being transitional here at the end of the interview gets me even more excited because that already says something about the direction that you're headed in, that you know where you're going on this. So uh, I'm, I do, I'm in for the I ride. Um, thank you. I'm excited. I'm, I'm just excited to honestly, like for the first time to keep making music, you know, and, and, and create a second album now. Like that's all I can think about. So um, thank you so much. Yeah, we'll be listening. We'll be thank listening. You. Thank you. Right. And my thanks to Noah Cyrus. The new album is called The Hardest Parts. And thanks to you for checking out the episode. Again, please do hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all the interviews that we put out every single week. New ones every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, at Spotify and Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Then after that, head over to WFPK.org. 
where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, an hour full of song premieres and music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews. That's Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the old social media spots, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all three of them. The address is at Kyle Meredith. I do hope you like and follow along. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Consequence Podcast Network. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org, from Louisville Public Media.